includes Histology Abroad, NSHS chats with members from around the world, in countries right next door, and those halfway across the globe. We ask them how they got into histology, the challenges and opportunities they see, and how COVID-19 has impacted them. While there are many differences, the commonalities will surprise you. In this episode, I talked to Heidi Maxwell, Medical Laboratory Technologist and Pathology Assistant at Graybors Health Services in Ontario, Canada. Sue, do you want to get started by telling us your name, where you work, your position? Just give us a little introduction. Okay. My name is Heidi Maxwell. I work at Grey Bruce Health Services in Owen Sound, Ontario. I am an MLT in histology, pathology, and also a pathologist assistant. As to when did I get into histology? I got into histology after I had taken a course in medical laboratory technology in 1981. And after my clinical year, which was 1982, they offered me a job in histology. So I went to histology. It was a temporary job and it was just supposed to last the summer. And in lasting the summer, I had already made plans to go away to visit family in Switzerland. So when they told me that I had my job the day before I left, it's like, okay, but we're not holding the job for you. So anyway, I went to Switzerland, I came back, and then I worked for a little while at a private lab doing kind of chemistry, hematology, and then they called me back the following February. So 1984 in the February, they called me back to work at Victoria Hospital in London, Ontario. And I worked in Victoria Hospital for probably, oh, I think until we amalgamated with University Hospitals Histology in 1996. And then we would further amalgamate with St. Joseph's. So all of the laboratory services were under the lab services for all of London. And we had satellites at both the New Victoria Hospital and the St. Joseph's Hospital. So I know in Canada, it's a little bit different as far as the routes that people go to get into histology. You kind of have to be a little more generalized in Canada. So you go in as biomedical science as opposed to focusing on histotechnology. It's called med lab technology. I have MLT certification. So it's generally an MLT. And then we have subcategories on our, on our license, which we have to renew every year. So we have what's, um, it's called um, CMLTO, which is the Ontario chapter of MLT. And they certify or license you for every year and you have to pay dues to them. But basically they're there to protect the public. So they require you to do quite a bit of continuing education. We're required to do 30 hours of continuing education every year to to ensure that we are competent. Wow. Yeah, that's, Um, that's a lot more than United States 36 every three years. Yes, I hear that. Yes. Yes. And that kind of um, differs by the province, right? So Ontario is maybe different than any of the other provinces. I think so. I think it is different than a lot of the other provinces, but probably not much different. Um, Initially, we had to have 60 hours over two years, and now it's 30 hours every year. 
And they are also having us this year for the first time for our certification, for our licensing, they're having us review our practice and find areas where we need to upgrade and then have goals to do the upgrading and then a date to achieve that goal. So you have to achieve goals every year for CMLTO. It's getting to be too much at this point in my career. <laughs> Let me tell you. <laughs> yeah, I'm getting very close to retirement and it's looking better and better. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so once you got into histology, were there any career moves along the way that made a significant impact in the direction of your career? Did you have any mentors or anything that really guided you towards a specific direction? Um, a lot of the mentors that I had were actually colleagues in the lab and a lot of our pathologists because I did lots of research projects, particularly for our OBGYN pathologist, Dr. Kirk, and then for our thoracic pathologist, Dr. Ian Craig. But my real path, well, the other career that I do aspire to is safety. So that more or less started out when I was first in the lab. And I noticed that the setup that we had for doing H&E staining was pretty much inadequate. And I had a background with a course that I had taken in high school of architectural drafting. And with that ability, I was capable of giving a design to engineering to fabricate a plexiglass hood for our staining setup. So that was where my safety career began too. So, and then it just continued on from there, joined forces with our occupational health and safety representative, um, Richard Blay, and we started out implementing our workplace hazardous materials information system for the hospital. And because I had a chemical background, then I kind of became their chemical person for that and did a lot of work with that and pretty much taught women from then on till I left London Health Sciences Centre in 2007. And I continue to do safety work in Grey Bruce Health Services now. too. The Canadian labs need to have sections by any organization like here we have cap inspections and OSHA inspections for all about safety. IQMH is our is our body and uh, one of the things that I have completed the initial part of is to become an accreditor for IQMH so I can't remember what IQMH stands for (laughs) international quality management in laboratory kind of thing. I have completed the first part of that, but with COVID, I haven't been able to complete the second part of that was to actually go out on a site visit and be assessed as an assessor for the, like, actually getting a certificate or a license to do assessments. So I do online stuff with IQMH to upgrade my skills and, can, and keep them upgraded until I can actually go out on a site visit which hopefully will be next year, maybe after we get a vaccine. (laughs) Yeah, so it's a similar system to CAP where they have a peer-to-peer inspection system. The IQMH is actually international, so 
it does follow the ISO, I think, 1500 standard for laboratories. Okay. So we try and follow that standard and make sure that laboratories who are wanting to be accredited by that standard are up to those standards when we go out. It's very interesting. But I also have uh, two certificates in healthcare administration from Fanshawe College, which I got in, I think the first one was 1989 and the second one was in 1997. So there's two levels and they each consist of six courses. So that took me a while, especially when I did it after hours and everything, but it really hasn't gotten me anywhere. (laughs) Basically, I try and help people with what I do. I have never attained any true management role in histology, though I have led a lot of my colleagues and students to higher understanding of both histology and lab safety. So I just do a lot of work. <laughs> well, you're I have, for retirement. Um, and yeah, just heading for retirement. Yeah, because when we when I first came into histology, like you were really, you were really honing your skills at cutting because cutting is really the basic thing that MLTs do in histology, and. I was capable of attaining cutting speed of probably 400 blocks in a day. And that's with doing, you know, levels and serial sections, et cetera. They kind of used me as a standard in London. Um, That was one of the objectives of our manager just before I left. And then also very much uh, a big service for frozen sections and in 1996 when we joined university hospital i also knew that they did gross pathology for their technologists so i bugged and bothered my um, lab director bob wallace to allow us to do tech gross at victoria hospital so our skills would not be limited when we amalgamated with them so we started doing tech gross which is a smaller gross and then we went on to do assisting with the pathologist when we went up to University Hospital. It's always been a very interesting experience. And that's one of the reasons why at Grey Bruce Health Services, I'm also a pathologist assistant because I do a lot of gross grossing. One of the grossings that we start or start to do up there was um, larger gross. And I tried to go to a lot of the NSH symposiums to learn how to do a lot of that gross larger groups although we did have cap guidelines to help us out in a lot of those things and we always consulted every day with the pathologist to know how to do like bowel cancers and how to do proper breast gross pathology whether a lumpectomy or a mastectomy and so you've been in the field a decent amount of time um as what have you seen as like changes in just the field over your period of time either technology wise or expectations in the lab? Um, I remember when I was in London, we would try and because we were a big pathology lab, like I think we did like maybe 16,000 cases a day. We had 25 pathologists. We were doing special stains on the bench. Sometimes we were doing them with the aid of microwave. And then when I went up to um, Grey Bruce Health Services, I found that they were doing special staining on a stainer. Even then, they also did immunohistochemistry by by, um, automatic stainers. 
So it was an interesting transition from doing bench staining to doing staining on a machine that did continuous staining and kind of trying to troubleshoot some of that stuff. So that's been a very interesting part. And then, well, we had a dual processor originally for processing tissues overnight. So that's quite the thing from our enclosed processors that we have now that you can pump in and pump out the um, fluids within it to, so to minimize your exposure to like alcohols and xylenes and formalin. Yeah, it's yeah, been as quite safety, a, yeah, as a safety officer, I'm sure there's been yeah. a lot of developments in safety over the years. Yeah, well, you'd be surprised. <laughs> Sometimes you have to tell people what you know. <laughs> um, I've come across quite a few, few things in the safety field. Um, we now do, you know, automatic inventories. We have Actually, with IQMH, we actually have a whole portion of the IQMH requirements that are specifically safety oriented, and a lot of it um, to designated substances such as formalin and xylene. So it makes it very, very interesting to see how we progressed from, you know, nonchalance in the lab to okay, there's a lot of safety issues here and we have to deal with them. <laughs> so why did you decide to get involved with NSH and how has that helped your career? So NSH, I got involved by one of the girls that I worked with had gone to University Hospital and she had signed up to go to one of the NSH symposiums. So I joined NSH in about 1990 and she was going to Orlando in 1991. So she and I went to Orlando. That was my very first um, histology and a sympo NSH symposium. And I was overwhelmed. It was like, oh, my God. It's like all things histology. Because in Canada, we don't have like specific representation for each of the disciplines of the lab. And like a lot of it is focused more on core lab and not a lot on histology. So I really found it very fascinating that it wasn't just people from the United States, but it was from people all over the world who were interested in NSH. And I found that really interesting. You know, you got to see other people from all over the world who were dealing with the same problems that you were dealing with in histology. And that was probably when I was hooked. We, we signed up for every course that year. And by the end of the, by the end of the symposium, both of us were just exhausted because we just overloaded ourselves <laughs> with every workshop or lecture that we could get in on. And it was really, really a great experience. So I would highly recommend NSH. That's awesome. Um, have you been back to a symposium since then? Yes, I went to the one in Cincinnati. Can't remember when that was. 2010, maybe 2011. Anyway, and I really I went on my own, and I was really glad I did. Like sometimes you just have to get away from the lab and feel like a professional and I always found that when I went to an NSH and I encouraged a lot of the other people in the lab like 
if you're really interested in in astrology, you really have to go to one of these NSH uh, symposium because you really get to meet people who know what you do and who can help you with what you do. That's why I really like the block and I really like fixation on histology. I'm always, I have it actually tuned into my email. So anytime there's something new, I always, you know, take a look at it and see what's going on and make replies if I can, because <laughs> it's, it's good to be able to help other people do what I do and not have them recreate the wheel like it always felt like I had to do. <laughs> Absolutely. That's great to hear. So what are your goals for your career moving forward? I know you said you're about to retire, but is there anything you'd like to accomplish before that happens? Well, a few things. <laughs> um, my goals are to become, uh, to finish up my accreditor for IQMH in histology and safety. And I've been working on this since last year. As I told you, COVID kind of short-circuited right. that. So I'm hoping maybe next year, once we have a vaccine, that I'll be able to go out into other labs and take a look at how they do things. I always find that fascinating, being able to see how other laboratories do things differently. And then back in 1992, I started a project to do an advanced registered technologist, which they've since done away with. But anyway, it was a literary review on toxicity of formalin and xylene and its effects on workers in pathology. So I'd like to summarize these health effects and lead to better workplace controls by first presenting some information on designated substances and some of the literary review that I've been doing on some of the toxicity of formalin and xylene, and then hopefully be able to have something on uh, designated substances and what pathology personnel need to know. Awesome. <laughs> yes. Well, if you want to publish in the Journal of Histotechnology, we're always I'm looking thinking. for publications for that. What's one piece of advice you would have for someone who is going into histology? Uh, always remember that there is the patient at the end of your night and do your best work always. All right. Well, that's all my questions for you. And uh, thank you for being here. Is there anything else you want to add in closing? Nope. I think that's it. All right. That's my, awesome. my life in a nutshell. <laughs> <laughs>